0: Welcome back to another episode of the <clears throat> Views from the Wings podcast. And we got some big news that happened last yesterday with Doug Peterson benching Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts. And it caused like, it caused a big reaction throughout the Eagles fan base. Some people were, you know, they understood it. And some people really wanted this change. But I think the most of the people who have, who, who I interacted with, they're kind of saying, okay, now let's see what, <clears throat> now let's see what Doug Peterson does with like benching Jason Peters and playing, benching Alshon Jeffrey. And you kind of heard it today during his press conference where he's saying, oh, Jason Peters and Alshon are sore. They might not play. So it's kind of like, you know, what's going on? Why did it take him this long to bench him? Like, I understand. He deserved to be benched with by the way he was playing. But at the same time, if Doug, he said a couple of weeks ago, if we're gonna <clears throat> start Jalen Hurts, that means we're punting on the season and that's not a the right vibe you want to give to your team. And then two weeks later he he does that he does that same thing and and it's giving off vibes oh the Eagles have already punted on their season and it gives a now you 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 look into the locker room to see if everything is, if if it's divided and you know, you've got some pl- players who want Jalen Hurts to start and you want some players who want Carson Wentz to start. So you kind of created another quarterback controversy that's going to go into the off season once the season is over. So it's kind of like, what are we doing here? And I'll toss it over to you so you can get
1: your thoughts. Well, I mean, I I agree mostly with what you're saying there. Um, Jalen, I mean, Wentz was not playing well. I mean, his play warranted him not starting. But at the end of the day, this team is still tied to Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. You know, bringing – having having Jalen take over right now in this situation, I understood it in the Packers game. You know, the game was pretty much over at that point. I mean, I know they obviously came back. After the punt return touchdown, you know, made it somewhat competitive. But, I mean, the game was the game was essentially over. So, I, I said weeks ago I didn't think Wentz was going to get any better this year. I thought I'm going to see pretty much this Carson Wentz all year. I predicted, you know, him to have somewhere around 20 touchdowns, 20 turnovers. And that was pretty much his pace so far this year. I mean, he's got 16 touchdowns, 15 picks, four games left. Probably would have finished somewhere, you know, low 20s in each which I thought was to be expected considering everything we've saw. So I don't know why maybe Doug or the coaching staff thought stuff would just kind of fix on their own. I think maybe they're waiting for Wentz just to, a light to turn on Wentz to be able to make up for all these deficiencies again. But that clearly wasn't happening. You could see Wentz was just, he's not the same player this year. And we saw him, you know, get back to okay form, and you know, in certain stretches of games, like against um, the Steelers, um, against the Niners, he had a, you know a solid game there. But kind of after that, that small revival, it, it's turned way, right back into what we saw, you know, in the Bengals game, and, you know, second half of Washington. So I don't think, I don't think it, it was fair to expect Wentz to to be able to turn it around under the circumstances. And now, now you're stuck in a situation where. Jalen Hurts is obviously going to look better than Wentz because Wentz is a broken quarterback right now. It, it, it will not take much to look better than Carson Wentz. If you put Nate Sudfeld out there, he would probably look a little bit better than Wentz just because mentally – and that, that 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 has nothing to do with Wentz's skill set or his talent or his ability. We know what that is, but we also know who Wentz is right now, and that is a quarterback that is mentally broken. So, of course, Jalen's going to be better. He's going to be able to <clears throat> deal with the pressure – um, that is constantly getting, hit, getting, getting hit with getting Wentz hit. He'll be able to deal with that better just because he's more mobile. He's not, he's going to be able to feel that pressure better than Wentz because he's not been under duress for the last 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to be in the situation these last four games, maybe they go two and two, maybe they go one and three, maybe they, you know, get go crazy and beat New Orleans somehow. Then you're putting yourself in a situation. Well, now you've lost draft position and now you're, you're wondering what's going to happen in 2021 so it's gonna it's a tough situation because you're in this, this situation you kind of have to play hurts with how bad it wins is playing you kind of have to but now you're setting yourself up for failure you're setting yourself up to have this controversy to have all these issues arise so at the end one of two things is going to happen either the coaching staff is going to get you know doug is probably going to get fired i think if if hurts comes in and it's just the same as you know just as bad or Wentz is going to get traded somehow if Hurts comes in and he looks great. So it's it's going to be a tough situation moving forward either way.
0: Yeah, for the sake of the team, I really hope they just – right now they they have the sixth pick in the draft. The season ended today. Just keep it somewhere in that area. You can get, like, you know, a Jamar a Chase or Devonta Smith. Like, I don't see what's the point of trying to mess up all that just for a couple of wins, which is at this point – the Eagles are out of the NFC East. Let's just be honest. They're not going to, they're not going to, they're probably going to beat the, probably going to beat the Cowboys in doubt that's probably going to be their only win. And it's just like one of those things. Like, I think you're going to start in the next few weeks, you're going to start seeing these articles about who are the Eagles going to pick in between Watson and Peterson because I, I honestly believe that this is, you have to, I think you have to choose one and then stick with it. You can't bring them both back because I think if you bring the both back, you're going to see what's happening this, what's happening this year is going to once again happen, happen next year, and you just don't want that. And I think in my eyes, I think bringing in a new head coach with Juant will be much more beneficial to the Eagles. And I think somebody said it. I think Chris Infante said this, I think it was either yesterday or on Monday that Doug Peterson is probably he's, he's coaching for his job. Let's be honest; like he probably decided to make the change to Hurts just to prop up his availability once he if he gets fired or or he resigns, and maybe he wants Jalen Hurts to be his quarterback wherever he goes. So he could probably just trying to bring up his trade value, or Jeffrey Lurie might be doing that just to get rid of all this quarterback controversy. And it's just, you know, it's crazy after after three years after winning the Super Bowl, we're in this kind of mess. Because I think after the 2017 season, everybody thought, oh, this team had a chance to be a dynasty with all the players that are coming back. And it just didn't work out that way. And
1: well, they had that window. They did have – they had an opportunity. It, they just squandered it. And – we're seeing that year after year, and that falls mostly on Howie Roseman, in my opinion. Just And he did try to make moves, sure. I mean, trying to trade for Golden Tate, trying to, you know, bring in some other guy, bring in Mike Wallace and stuff like that. I mean, he tried to get some people in the building, but it's just the wrong moves. And you, you still can blame him, especially this offseason. They brought in a bunch of wide receivers. They brought in three rookies, you know, and Marquise Goodwin. It's just not enough. It wasn't the right moves, especially whenever you had Stefan Diggs, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and and Robbie Anderson, all three available this year. And all three available for a fairly reasonable price, you know, actually considering the level that they're playing. I mean, those are the two, three of the top ten probably wide receivers in the NFL this year. So whenever you have Howie Roseman captain in the ship, you can only expect so much. I mean – in This – everyone wants to point fingers, and this is how this fan base has always been. They always want to point to somebody is is the reason why we are not good. Chip Kelly, he's the only reason why we're not good. He did this. He did that. Uh, You know what I mean? And now it's Carson Wentz. So this team is just not good. And I don't know how many times I've said that over the last few weeks, but they're just not constructed well. And when you look at the team – And I go back to just looking at how the team performs, not just Carson, because it seems like we only look at how Carson Wentz is performing individually. But if you look at the rest of the team, Travis Fulgham is still leading the team in in receiving yardage. And the last four weeks he has a combined um, four catches for 32 yards. So – I'm sorry, that's the, that's the last three weeks, not the last four weeks. No, I, no, that is the last four weeks. He was, he was catchless against Green Bay. So, yeah, the last four weeks, you know, 32 yards receiving in four catches, and you're still first on the team in receptions. I mean, first on the team in receiving yards, third in reception. How, how, how are you supposed to succeed, have a, a powerful, potent offense, when that is what's happening? When you've got Greg Ward as your leading reception receiver, he's having eight yards a catch. So – It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Jalen Hurts. I said weeks and weeks ago, if Jalen Hurts comes, the offense isn't going to be better. It's going to be different. And, you know, like we saw at Green Bay, you saw plays where those plays would have probably ended in sacks for Wince, but Hurts was able to feel the pressure, get outside, and move and get, you know, 10 to 12-yard scrambles. That'll probably happen a lot, but you're also – the defenses are also going to start adjusting to that. You're going to see a spy on them. They're going to start making Hurts beat them from in the pocket. You know what I mean? Like they were – so there's gonna be adjustments and I I just don't see how Jalen Hurts is going to just take this offense to a new level, especially considering the surrounding cast that they have.
0: Yeah, and I think I was watching Undisputed Undisputed on Monday in the late night, and I was Shannon Sharp, he said something that really stuck out with me. Jalen Hurts is a one read quarterback. If that one read he wants is there, he's gonna he's gonna tuck the ball and run. So when you're playing against the Saints defense, as what? I saw a stat there probably in the last few games, they've given up two touchdowns and nine interceptions. So mm-hmm. you know, playing a rookie is kind of, you know, it's kind of a death nail if you think about it, because they the Saints can do whatever they want because Jalen Hurts hasn't really played against uh, – a defensive defense like that against the Packers when he came in, the score was what twenty three to three, and they're playing prevent defense, so it's kind of like, okay, let's see what he can do. And the one thing I'm very, I'm confused about is that the people that were in this fan base that were, you know criticizing Carson Wentz for the mistakes that he was making, and rightfully so, rightfully so the same people were are saying that who want Jalen Hurts to start are saying, hey, don't at me if if he throws an interception. And I'm like, why? Why is that? We can't – why don't we hold Jalen Hurts to that same standard? Like, I just don't understand that. So we're supposed to protect a rookie quarterback, but we can't protect we can't protect a guy who's been, hasn't been playing well. His offensive line has been decimated. He's been sacked 50 times already. And so we have to put the training wheels on Hertz. but we can't do that with Lent. That's the one thing that boggles my mind.
1: Yeah, it, you're right. It's ex, you're exactly right. And it's people. So the, the counter argument to what you're saying as well, Carson Wentz is in his fifth year. Jalen Hurts is a rookie. So it's sure that's fine. But the thing is, you're adding the context of Hertz being a rookie, but not adding the context of Wentz dealing with the shit show in the offense that he has been been dealing with for 12 weeks. They don't want to add that context. That doesn't matter. He's supposed to be able to deal with that no matter what. He's supposed to be able to deal with getting hit 100 fucking times in a year, 120 now or something. I mean, hit, sacked, hurried. I mean, he leads the league in all these categories. And sure, a lot of that's on Wentz, but a lot of that is an accumulative thing, man, and people don't understand that. Playing quarterback, it's not like, it's not like you end one game, you hit reset and it's a whole new season the next week. That's this shit accumulates week after week after week, the mental, you know, just the, the mental hurdles that he has to go over every single week. And you can blame him for not being able to get over that, but there also isn't a lot of examples of quarterbacks being able to, to overcome those types of things. So It's crazy to me that they have all these expectations for Wentz and he's supposed to succeed no matter what's happening around him. But Hurts, he gets the caveat of being a rookie, you know, don't expect too much of him, which is also ironic that people want to say that about him. So, I, you know, I was kind of like, well, what about Justin Herbert? Can his standard at least be Justin Herbert? Herbert's a rookie. He's not playing on a great team. He came out and he was balling from week one pretty much. So why can't you have that standard with Jalen Hurts whenever you have Jalen Rager, who is getting compared to Justin Jefferson, the same, you know, there's no rookie caveat for, Je- for Jalen Rager because they're seeing another rookie succeed. So, well, why isn't Justin Jeff? I mean, why isn't Jalen Rager playing as well as Jeff- Justin Jefferson, but we can't do the same thing with Hertz. So I don't know. And you're right. Getting him his first start against the saints is, is horrible. I'm just going to read off a few of these um, over the last five games. And I stole this from Cody Schwartz. Shout out. Last five games, they are first in points allowed, first in yards uh, per play, first in takeaways, first in total touchdowns allowed, first in completion percentage allowed, first in passer rating allowed, first in passing touchdowns allowed, um, first in yards per carry allowed, first in rushing touchdowns allowed. So that's the last five games. They're essentially just the best defense in the NFL over the last five games in about every category. So... If Jalen Hurts comes out and he's a monster, you know, we might have something here. We might have, uh, you know, another star quarterback. But that doesn't mean Carson Wentz isn't also a star. That just means you have two quarterbacks that are extremely talented.
0: And I think, I think, you know, this could, these last four games for Jalen Hurts could be also trying to improve improve his trade value so you can get rid of him in the offseason. But I just think, you know, this the season has been a mess. It's very hard to understand why it's gone this way. But at the same time, you can understand it with everything, all the injuries. You can blame it on COVID. You know, it's a really un- unique year. But at the same time, it's like all these teams who are doing re- really well had the same excuses. They had COVID tests and everything. And look look how they're playing. And,
1: and had more players opt out. Yeah. Yeah. Patriots have half their damn defense opt out, and they're in a playoff hunt. I mean, they're not great, but, you know, it is New England, but still, I mean, and they've been wrecked by COVID, and you've got teams who are losing significant players to COVID. The Eagles haven't lost any significant players to COVID. Yeah. So, I mean, they've gotten really lucky, and and, and they still, compared to other teams, are, are not succeeding nearly as well as they should be.
0: Yeah, and it's just... I just hope this, this is the last year of this mess, you know... <laughs> Frustrating, hoping the Eagles turn it around and seeing every – before the season even starts, seeing guys like Brandon Brooks getting injured and then Andre Diller getting injured and then now Lane Johnson getting injured. So that's like the best part of your offensive line is out. And that's just – and there's so many different offensive line combinations. What we've had 10 in the last 11 weeks. Yep. We're probably going to have – 11 in the in the last 12 weeks so it's kind of like I just feel some people in that organization are not being held accountable some fans are doing it and I respect them to do that but this nobody in, in the Philly media has a, has a boss to hold Doug Peterson accountable some of them will do that but not all of them mm-hmm. most of them are not going to hold Jim Schwartz accountable for what he's been doing and they mm-hmm. all want to put it on Carson Wentz was back, like, you know, he's not played well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend him. But at the same time, like, why don't we just look at other factors and why – what's happening? And, yeah, it's just one of those things where you can just chuckle and just look at the demise of that whole organization from top to bottom. And, honestly – I wouldn't be surprised if Wentz is traded next year. like. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Doug Peterson was fired. I honest, I truly believe Wentz will be will, will be QB1 2020, 2021 opening day.
1: So it's like. I'm with you. Um, I, I don't know what the hell they do. I think you're right, though. And the, the longer this goes on, especially with how Doug handled it, you know, saying he didn't even talk to Wentz.
0: Yeah, that's kind of, that's the thing, like, What's been reported has been saying that Doug told Carson that he's only going to be out of this play, and then he's playing the rest. Jalen Hurts is playing the rest of the game. Like that sounds yes. like a coach who knows his his ass is on the hot seat, and he's trying everything to do to take his his ass off the hot seat. And If it works, good for him. I don't think it's going to work out. Like I root for the Eagles to do well, but it's. <laughs>
1: Well, and, and my thing is what does work out well mean? And I've seen that argument, like, well, what if what if Hertz comes in and we realize you know, and, and everything starts working? Like, like what does that mean? This team is still bad. They're they're three eight, man. Even if they win their next four games, they're not gonna be a good team. You know, it's it's Hertz Hertz coming and starting doesn't doesn't stop all the issues they've had. And it's the same issues kind of they've had for the last few years because Carson Wentz was a good quarterback in 2018 and he still got blamed. Mm-hmm. So he statistically was playing well. The team was still bad. 2019, same thing. He was playing well. The team was five and seven. He still got the blame no matter what it was still his fault. It doesn't matter what the stats are. The team's still losing. So if Jalen Hurts comes out and they go one and three, you know, they, they beat the Cowboys and he, he puts up some great numbers or better numbers at least than Wentz has say the last four games, he's got seven touchdowns, three interceptions, you know, Couple hundred yards rushing and a rushing touchdown or two. People are going to look at that and be like, "Wow, look at how look how great Jalen Hurts is compared to Wentz." That's fine. They still probably are going to lose, you know, those three games unless they go unless they go four zero down the stretch. They look like, you know, the last four weeks they're like one of the most powerful offenses in the NFL. Then at that point, I will say, okay, clearly it was only Carson Wentz holding this offense back. That I just have a very very hard time believing that's what's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see some Jalen Hurts creating some, some fun plays on his own, doing some stuff on his own, and then you're going to see drops. You're going to see missed blocking assignments. You're going to see bad routes. You're going to see you know, bad coaching design, bad play calling, You know, bad running back rotations, Miles not getting touches again. So I think you're still going to start seeing these issues, issues bubble up, but people are going to point to Jalen Hurts individually being better than Wentz and think that you know, well, this is our answer. You got to get rid of Wince and Doug's obviously perfect. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess this offseason. But at the end of the day, I do think that Wince is salvageable. I think that if I had to choose right right now, I would keep Doug. I mean, I'm sorry, I <laughs> I would keep Wince and get rid of Doug and that coaching staff and just bring in a, someone, bring in a, a fresh fresh start for Wentz and see see what that does. Because you'll still have Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So if you bring in a new coaching staff, once it's still shit, if Hertz is as good as, as people think he is, then we're, we're fine still. So we'll see Before, what happens. I don't see, I don't see Winston Doug lasting a whole lot longer.
0: Before we, we wrap this episode up, going back to the head coaches, like the candidates, I think the one guy who stuck out stuck out to me this over this past few weeks is, especially on Monday night was Brian Dable. Look what he was doing with Josh Allen. And I heard, He's one of those guys. I hope. I hope the Eagles targeted him, target him as a head coach if Doug is fired because. He, I think he, he, he you know what's funny? He's actually a, he's actually a defensive guy. Like he was a defensive back coach and his offensive coordinator at. At Alabama and he was also right. the tight end coach in, in New England. So and we've seen what Josh Allen has been doing this past few weeks. So it's kind of like. You you have multiple guys head head coach head coaching candidates that that are pretty good, so yeah,
1: well, yeah, and, and that's the thing too. And Josh Allen is a similar quarterback to Wince. Um, uh, just looking at his raw physical ability, um, and he got a lot of comps to Wentz coming out because he was from you know uh, Midwest small smaller school in Wyoming. You know, obviously D one, but not not one of those you know powerhouses. So he got a lot of wins comps and I actually took issue with that time. I I was actually way off on Josh Allen, man. And I give the the bills coaching staff a ton of credit because he was, I mean, he was soft clay when they got him and they molded him into this quarterback that he is. And he still has a lot of, he still has a lot of issues mechanically and, and, you know, just playing the, the, being a, you know, a, a real quarterback, but Wentz had a lot of the same issues too, in 2017, he was still MVP. And I think that those two guys are really similar. I think what you're seeing, with Josh Allen is a lot of what you saw in 2017 with wins. So I would, I would, I would be interested in that because you obviously have a guy like Josh Allen who has some similar traits to wins. And you've got a guy who's familiar with working with a quarterback like that. And you've got a, a quarterback like Josh Allen, you know, he's this, this coach is coming from a coaching staff that's, that was able to take Josh Allen and turn him into what he is now, because when he was a rookie man, I mean, he was so raw. I mean, he was one of the rawest quarterback prospects i I've, I've I've seen you were banking on his tools, you know, because yeah. if you, if you watched a lot of tape back then, but I mean, I, I watched pretty much all the quarterbacks that were coming out that year. And man, I was like, Josh, I mean, you could see, he's got a rocket arm. He's a crazy good athlete for his size, you know, but it's just like, I didn't, I mean, I didn't see it, but the fact that the bills were able to turn him into what he is, absolutely I'm interested in any coaching staff that can develop, a, develop a quarterback because honestly, right now, Doug has not shown he can develop a quarterback. He's actually shown the opposite. He's shown that he can take a guy with so much promise that we saw in 2016 with, you know, coming into 2016. We saw that promise week one. We saw who Wentz was. That's not coaching. That's Carson Wentz. So we saw that that elevate to 2017 and then we've seen that turn into what it is now. So the fact that we're trusting Doug Peterson to to mold a a Jalen Hurts, I don't know if you can trust that because we haven't seen him mold a quarterback. We've seen him, you know contribute to Carson Wentz the Carson Wentz's demise. So I don't know, man.
0: Well yeah. This this week will be interesting and we'll see what happens. But we'll yep. leave it at that. We'll talk to you guys later and fly eagle fly.
1: Go birds, I guess. <laughs>